in the face of death, Lord. Amen. So if you're going to uh, keep, keep your uh, Bible open there in, in Mark chapter 5 and verse 21, that would, be, that would be brilliant because we're going to go into those verses and look at what they have to say to us in, in detail. Have you ever, ever been driving in a car? Or maybe if you, do, if you don't drive, maybe sitting in a, in a passenger seat or sitting in the back, and you're driving along uh, a motorway, and there's a, a slow-moving lorry or something in the, in the inside lane, and you go to overtake it. You go to move from that left-hand lane into the right-hand lane. And as you do that, somebody behind you hits the horn and flashes their lights because they were sitting behind you and they were sitting in the blind spot in your mirror, the spot that you couldn't see. Maybe you've got a fancy car that beeps at you to warn you of a blind spot uh, in, in your mirror, something sitting there that maybe you can't see. And as we, as we approach this question of, is there hope in the face of death? I would argue that death, for most of us, is a blind spot. It's a spot in the mirrors that we look in in our life that we don't, we don't like to see, and we try to avoid seeing. It's something that we don't like talking about. But it's something very real, isn't it? There's that old quip that says there are only two things certain in life, death and taxes. Death is one of those things that we'll, we will all face one day. It's very final. And maybe, for some of us, there's no way of facing up to it, hopefully with hope. So how do we look at, ho at hope in the face of death? How do the actions of Jesus in this story that we, that we read from Mark's gospel, the story that's there in Matthew and Mark and Luke of Jairus and his daughter, what, what do the actions of Jesus in that story, tell us about how we can have hope in the face of death, where we might find hope in the face of death. What do the actions of Jairus himself tell us about where we might be able to find hope in the face of death? So let's look first at verses 21 to 24 of Mark chapter 5 and ask ourselves, who needs hope in the face of death? When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And Jesus went with Jairus. Maybe you're young, maybe you're fit and healthy. I'm not all of those things. 
You know, being young, being fit, being healthy creates those blind spots around death. We learn to rest in our youth. We learn to rest in our fitness, in how our bodies operate. We learn to rest in, in being healthy. And then we start to age. Bits of us start falling apart. Our health fails. And it can fail really quickly as well. And all of a sudden, there's something in that rear view mirror. Maybe the alarm in the car is going off, telling us something's happening. We've missed something. We're out of control. For Jairus, his daughter was ill at the point of death. She's about 12 years old, Mark tells us at the end. And now he needs hope, and hope in the face of the death of his daughter, the potential death of his daughter. But should Jairus have needed to find hope here? Look at who he is. Jairus is one of the rulers of the synagogue, Mark tells us. That's the, the church, effectively, for the Jews. It's the place where they would have met, where the place where they went to worship God, where they heard teaching. And being one of the rulers of the synagogue meant that Jairus would have been one of those organizers of services like this, of gatherings like this, where teaching happened, where worship happened. He would have organized a whole bunch of community activities, a whole range of community activities focused around God. Is that the sort of person who you think death comes along and, and then they need to find hope? But as the prospect of his daughter's death comes along here, Jairus needs to find hope. Where does he go? Where does he look for hope in the face of death? Well, he goes to this teacher who has crossed over the lake of Galilee and it comes and there's a great crowd around him. Jairus comes to Jesus. the ruler of the synagogue who worships God comes to Jesus. And just as he would have done in the synagogue before God the Father, he lies down at the falls at the feet of Jesus. He recognizes that Jesus is God and implores Jesus to give him hope in the face of death. Jairus needs Jesus. And he comes to him sincerely in full recognition of who Jesus is, falling at his feet. And he asks Jesus, come with me, 
come back to my house. I need you, Jesus. And I need you to come and lay your hands on my daughter to give me hope in the face of death so that she may be made well and alive. Now, the way that Jesus, uh, Jairus asks Jesus of this, we, we see this laying on of hands so that she can be healed and made well and live. But apparently, this laying on of hands, it wasn't the normal, like healing here isn't the normal thing that the Jewish would have understood here as, as the laying on of hands. It's about blessing. And it goes with sacrifice. And it goes with authority. So again, this is Jairus recognizing who Jesus is. And he wants Jesus to come and bless his daughter to recognize, recognizing that Jesus is king and to heal her, to save her from death through the laying on of hands. So as we think about this question, is there hope in the face of death? First of all, I want to say we all need to find hope in the face of death, just as Jairus did. Maybe it's going to be the prospect of somebody around us dying, just as it was for Jairus. Maybe it's that we're losing what we've learned about finding hope in our youth and our fitness and our health. But we all need to find this hope that Jairus found and to find it just as Jairus did in Jesus, falling at his feet, approaching him and asking him to heal us inside. So as we find, as we look for that hope, I want to ask you this morning, how is it that you approach Jesus today? Are you approaching Jesus as somebody who's kind of distant, far away? Or do you approach him coming through the crowd, as Jairus did, to fall at his feet? recognizing who he is, the king of the universe, with power even over death. And what are you asking him for? Jairus asks him to lay his hands on his daughter, to bless, to heal. Have you asked Jesus to heal your life in the face of death? Have we asked Jesus to heal the lives of those around us who are facing death but don't know about him? Have we prayed for our friends who don't know him? There's, there's more than just the physical healing here that we need to recognize. We need to recognize the spiritual healing as well. And we'll come back to that a little bit later. Who needs hope in the face of death? Even Jairus, even a ruler of the synagogue, 
needed to find hope in the face of death, just as I do, just as you do. And that hope comes to fruition in the power of Jesus in the second part of what we read. So let's read again from verses 35 to 43. While Jesus was still speaking to the woman that had been healed by touching the hem of his cloak, there came from the ruler's house, from Jairus' house, some who said, your daughter's dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered it, he said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking for she was 12 years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. And he strictly charged them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. As we're reading that, did you notice how wise the crowds of people are? The crowds of people who say, oh, uh, no, uh, the girl's dead now. There's no need to bother Jesus anymore. The crowds of people in the house who are weeping. Some of them are not actually weeping. They are going to have been paid to be there and to weep. Even the poorest of people in that, in that culture paid for professional mourners to come into the house. And as Jesus this, this wisdom of the crowd, as Jesus says, no, listen to me. What I'm going to do, her death is only like sleep. I'm going to reach in and wake her up. They laugh in the face of Jesus. As we think about this question of where do we find hope in the face of death, the wisdom of the crowd is out there and would look to all kinds of different things or maybe even say there is no hope in the face of death. They would laugh in the face of Jesus who gives us hope in the face of death. They would say, no, don't, don't bother. Don't bother Jesus anymore. That can provoke in us almost as much fear, almost as much trepidation as the prospect of death itself, can't it? Yet even as the crowd, even as Jairus' household bring him this message, their wisdom, your daughter's dead, 
don't trouble the teacher anymore. What does Jesus say? What does Jesus say? Do not fear. Only believe. Do not fear. Only believe. For Jairus, he could have, he could have just said, Jesus, just like, we can leave this now. I, you just stay there, I'll walk away. Right there, for Jairus to continue believing was for him to carry on with Jesus back to the house as he'd gone to Jesus in the first place. And as they go in, we've, we've already said that Jesus was laughed at. But Jesus casts out those mourners, casts out those professional grievers, and takes the father, takes the mother, his most trusted disciples, into the little girl's room. And there's something in this next little bit that we miss because we're not Jewish. And this isn't our culture. The Jewish culture was all about ritual purity, all about being clean in the eyes of God through following the laws of the Old Testament, the rules that, that God had put in place. One of which is do not touch the dead. But what does Jesus do? He reaches out. And he takes her hand and says to her, get up. Even with that ritual uncleanness there, that, that totally unexpected thing, which adds to the amazement that Mark talks about later on, Jesus reaches out and overcomes that and overcomes death. Reaches out, little girl, get up. And the girl stands up and walks and needs to be fed. She's alive, she needs to eat. Just as the presence of the mourners tells us that she really was dead, they wouldn't have brought those professional mourners in. There wouldn't have been all that grief. The fact that she needs to eat tells us that she is really alive. And there is amazement. Of course there is amazement. That's the only reaction to it, isn't it? To see this little girl who was dead get up and walk and eat. What else is going to be the reaction to seeing that happen apart from amazement? There is hope in the power of Jesus, even in the face of death. This miracle that happens here is part of a sequence in the Gospels, showing us that Jesus has power over everything, over all earth and all heaven. As he 
speaks out and stills a storm, as he casts out demons, as he shows power even over death. And Jesus would say to us this morning, as we think about this question, is there hope in the face of death? Jesus would say to us exactly what he said to Jairus, do not fear, only believe. Do not fear, only believe in me, in Jesus. Oh, that's quite easy for me to stand up here and say, isn't it? And say, oh yes, don't fear, only believe. but it's harder to put into practice. It's harder to do. If we believe in Jesus, if we have faith in him as the king of the universe, as the one who can still the storm, who can cast out demons, who has power over death, our faith should be an antidote to fear. But when is it that Jesus says, do not fear, only believe to Jairus. It's right at the moment that Jairus begins to fear the worst, that there is no hope. Jesus says to him, do not fear, only believe. The moment at which his servants have come and said, no, she's dead. Jesus says, do not fear, only believe. Do not go on fearing the worst, but keep on believing for the best. That is the, that is the sense of what Jesus is saying to Jairus. Don't carry on fearing there is no hope for your daughter, but keep on believing for the best. You've already believed that I will Come and heal her. Keep on believing that I can provide you hope. And Jairus is committed. Jairus continues to walk, literally walk back to his house with Jesus here. Because he still, he keeps on believing for the best. In that stilling of the storm, in the casting out of the demons, in this resurrection of Jairus' daughter, we see God's kingdom being established in Jesus. And our hope is that we are invited in and that we can continue to walk in that kingdom through a serious, ongoing, personal commitment to Jesus, rooted in that hope that he gives us. There are times when we will fear. There are times when we will waver. But Jesus will say to us, don't go on fearing the worst. Don't carry on fearing the worst. Keep on believing in me for the best. Now you might say, well, that's great. Thanks, Adam. But this is 
something that happened 2,000 years ago in Israel, and Jesus was right there, and what about today? How does that help me to have hope today? In the face of death. Well, this, while it, while it happened, while we believe it happened, while it does give us hope, while it shows Jesus' power over death, is still only a picture of the ultimate power over death that Jesus has. In Mark chapter 16, if you go on and read the rest of the gospel, at the start of that chapter, Jesus is dead. Jesus is buried in a tomb. It looks like all hope is gone. But as that chapter progresses, Jesus himself rises again from the dead. Just as he said he would. Just as the Psalms, Psalm 16, Psalm 20, said he would. Just as the book of Daniel in the Old Testament promised that this figure of Jesus would. If you were here last week, you would have heard Chip talk from Ephesians chapter 2. And it, it gives us a picture. Jesus was physically dead and resurrected. And Ephesians chapter 2 gives us this picture that I was spiritually dead. Spiritually dead in my sin, in my turning away from God. But in that death, that physical death and physical resurrection of Jesus, I have hope. Because that gives me the hope of my sin being taken away and a spiritual resurrection. God saves us in Jesus and seats us in the heavenly realms for the coming ages. And we have a hope. We have a hope that when we die, we too eventually will be raised and resurrected to sit in the heavenly realms for the coming ages. You can read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 or Philippians chapter 3. And we see, because we've seen these promises made, we see Jesus acting and having power over death. We see the promises that Jesus will die and be resurrected. And we see Jesus resurrected. We have hope. Hope that when we turn to fear, encourages our faith, encourages our belief in what is to come. It helps to root us in our future with Jesus, not in fear of the worst that we think will happen, but in belief of what is to come, what is the best for us. So we can encourage each other. We need to be honest with each other at the times that we do fear. But then let's encourage each other that our faith, our belief is an antidote to that fear and help each other to overcome when we do 
fear by pointing each other to Jesus where we're rooted and the future promise that we have. Jesus, the lion who fights our battles, is the lamb who was slain, whose blood was spilled for our sin and where that blood breaks the chains of sin and death. And we read before, didn't we? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Jesus goes before us, casting out fear. And there's a song that then picks up those words and says, I will fear no evil, for my God is with me. And we believe that, don't we? That God is with us as we follow him, as we put our trust and faith in Jesus. is with us through his Holy Spirit, helping us to cast out fear. So be encouraged this morning that there is hope in the face of death. There is hope in the face of death for all of us because we all need it. And there is hope for us in the face of death through the power of Jesus, through the resurrection of Jesus. And that one day we will we will die, but we will receive resurrection bodies, new bodies that won't fall apart, that won't get sick, that won't get ill. And, those, and you know, that, that's a promise for those of us who follow Jesus. And there is hope then that we will be lifted up into heaven, into the heavenly realms, as it says in the New Testament, for the coming ages, for what is to come transformed and to live with Jesus and God forever. If you want to read something, and it's where I, where I got that um, blind spots illustration from right at the beginning, there's this book uh, I, can, I can show you afterwards, and uh, you can get it on Amazon. It's called Astonishing Hope, and it's by um, a vicar in, in England called Roger Wiles, and it's fascinating, and it goes into where death meets eternity. So... There is a, there's plenty of other things for you to read to, to help you uh, understand, understand this hope in the face of death as well. So let's pray as we finish. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for the picture of Jairus, who it looked like he had it all. It looked like he, he had it all in terms of uh, being a follower of you, of, of being a ruler in the synagogue, but who recognized that he needed hope in the face of death, and he recognized that he needed that hope from Jesus. And Father God, we thank you for sending Jesus into the world, and we thank you for this miracle that shows Jesus has power over even death. Father, we thank you that your great rescue plan for us was that Jesus would die and be raised again, showing ultimate power over death, ultimate power over our rebellion against you, our sin. Father, thank you that, thank you that that gives us hope. And Father, I pray that when we fear, when we fear death, when we fear whatever it is, 
we would remember those words of Jesus. Do not fear, only believe. Do not keep fearing the worst. Only believe for the best. And the best is yet to come, Lord. And we thank you for that. And Father, I just pray that we would be open with each other. We would, be, we would learn how to share our fears with each other. And that you'd teach us to encourage each other to believe, to not to fear, but only to believe.